Welcome to the Quality Meet Scotland podcast. Industry updates and best practice to promote, support, develop and protect the Scottish red meat sector. Hello and thank you for downloading this Quality Meet Scotland podcast. I'm Mark Stephen. In this edition, we're going to be looking at a variety of things which hopefully will be useful to you, some of which you might know already, some you might not. We're going to be examining how lambs are classified and graded, how you should go about hitting the right targets, and how you can get the maximum return from your lambs. Now, joining me today are George Allen. Uh, George has worked with Meat and Livestock Commercial Services Limited since 2006, and prior to that, he was a farm manager on a very, very mixed 1,000-acre farm. Most recently, he's been involved in delivering Quality Meat Scotland's Meet the Market workshops, alongside QMS's Beth Alexander, who's a trainee cattle and sheep specialist. Beth is from a cattle and sheep farm in Perthshire, where they have a herd of 800 commercial limousine cross cattle, and 1,800 ewes. All of their sheep and most of their cattle are finished on the farm, so Beth has a personal as well as a professional interest in being able to maximise returns by hitting target specifications. So George, for a start, tell me about meat and livestock commercial services. What do they actually do? Originally we were known as MLC, and in 2000, April 2006 we were registered as MLC Commercial Services Limited. Our main role is to give independent classification in the abattoirs so that we're independent of both the abattoir and the producer. So it's the independence that's valued by all of our customers, be it the abattoir or the the farmer. I have to stress that we're not in all the abattoirs, but we're certainly in most of the big playing abattoirs. So that's basically our role is to bring independence to classification. Now we're talking about lambs here. So talk me through the process of grading and classification in the Europe system. It, it, and take your time because I know this is a bit complicated. When the, the, the carcass is presented to us at the scale which is at the end of the, the process where all the, the skin and the gut and everything is came out and it comes to the scale. And that's actually the point of sale because after it goes over the scale, it actually belongs to the abattoir or, or, or the customer. And we appraise the carcass. We use the Euro grid, which is E-U-R-O-P, E stands for excellent, U is above average, R is average. The profiles on an average carcass are straight. And if they're concaved, it's below an, an R. So we've got O, which is just below average, and P, which is poor. So if we take the average carcass, which is an R, all the profiles should be straight. And that's what we are looking at. And we'll break it into three over the, 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 the tail, the loin and the shoulder. And it's always two out of three. So if the rear was straight, the loin straight and the shoulders, it's a straight R. However, if it was convexed, which is just above the R, you're going into a U. So it's the same again. We break it down into three. And if there was one R and two convex, it'd be a U. So two out of three makes it a U. On the other thing, profiles, if the profiles were concaved, 
where the ribs were might show or and the legs were poor, it's an under so if it had a good shoulder but poor over the loin in the back, it would be a no. And a P is a poor P is just weak all over. and you get to a P there's usually a bit of skeletal or, or, or bone structure that they're showing through. So we always do the confirmation first. That's the confirmation. And then we'll look at the fats. A one, there's little, uh, is a void of all fat. So there's no fat. Two, you've got a slight covering of fat. A three L, which is the sort of middle where we're aiming for, is a nice covering of fat, but a bit of blue showing over the shoulder and maybe a bit of blue on the top of the loin. And then you get into your fats. A 3H will have more fat. There's still a bit of blue showing over the shoulder. And then you get into your 4Ls, just a general build-up of fat, more fat over the tail, the dock. 4H and a 5 is completely covered in fat. And obviously anything above a 3L or a 3H, you will be penalised because it's going to take somebody to cut that excess fat off to make it a marketable product. So that's how we use the Europe grid on confirmation. We do the confirmation, the shape of the lamb, and then we will look at the fat and give it a grade accordingly. So just to clarify in my head more than anything else, with a Europe grid, you're basically breaking the lamb down into three parts, but if it scores higher on two of it than it does on the third bit, you give it the benefit of the doubt. You award it a higher classification. Yes, it's it's always based on two out of three. So if all the profiles are the same, it will be that grade. But if there's two profiles there and one's lesser or more, it's always on the two. It's like a, a, a good Beltex lamb, for example, might have a really good rear end, but it might be a bit poorer over the loin. So that's why when farmers are selecting their lambs, they should do their selection over the same three areas. Beth, this, I mean, I'm, bear in mind, I'm not an industry insider, I'm not a farmer, therefore this all sounds a wee bit arcane to me, you know, just the way that George has described this. But do farmers not know this stuff already? Well, once the farmers drop the lambs off of the abattoir or the market, they don't see the process which happens after. Farmers will know that they have received a U2 or an R3L grade for a lamb, but they may not know how that grade has been determined. And is there any way of them, you know, you were saying earlier, you've got 1,800 ewes in your place, you're going to get a lot of lambs through. Is, Is there any way of assessing that on a live animal or getting a rough idea? Yes, so there's handling points that you look out for, which are the same handling points that they would use on a carcass. Um, So you'll feel the the tail for fat cover, for example, and we'll come to our Meet the Market workshops and they will come along and we'll explain all these different handling points that we have and how these correlate to fat or conformation. Okay, tell me about the Meet the Market workshops. How do they actually work? So QMS have been running live to dead days for a number of years, but these involved into meet the market workshops in 2018. We take a group of 10 to 12 farmers into an abattoir and first explain the Europe grading system and the handling points in detail. We will then go in and 
put this in practice and have a go at predicting the grades of six or eight live lambs by handling them in the layerage. We try to get a good selection of lambs so farmers can handle a variance, so some underfinished lambs, some at the target of TL, and then some lambs that might be too fat. We then follow these lambs over the line and see how accurate our guessing is. George will give a demonstration and explain how the grader has come to that grade. And a farmer will send a batch of lambs to the abattoir and then a couple of days later receive a piece of paper in return. But if you have a large batch of lambs, it is difficult to make connections between each individual lamb and the list of weights and grades you have on the piece of paper in front of you. So that's why the Meet the Market workshop allows the farmers to correlate between a live lamb and the grade it receives just by following that process all the way through. Obviously, lamb selection or selection of any finished livestock is most important and regular handling of your stock during the season to monitor when your stock is ready is paramount and the most important. As Beth said, the workshops, we're not trying to tell the farmer what to do. We're just showing them or her the points of the carcass to look for and regular handling of the stock throughout the year will help you identify the markets. Obviously, most farmers know to check the fat at the dock at the top of the tail on the lamb, but it's also equally important to gently rub your hand over the back and, and gently put your fingers down the side of the loin and, and rub the skin. It has to be gently. There's no point in handling a, a, a lamb hard or, or, or heavy-handed. If you do it gently... If on the side of the lamb, if you can still feel uh, the rib cage, there's not much cover. And but if you if if you're just rubbing over the rib cage, and you're not feeling the rib cage, you know that animal's building up fat. It's the same over the shoulder, just gently rubbing your hand over. If you can feel the bone or or something hard, which is normally the bone, the lamb's not near finishing. But as it gets to its optimum weight, it's the fat that it puts on at the end. And the whole point of the workshop is to identify the best time to market the product and keep it within the weight range. Because once you go over 22 kilos and dead weight, you're actually not paid by the abattoir for that excess meat. And it's not that that is thrown away, that will still be thinking, but you're not paid. But because the product is getting too big at that weight, it can't be utilising the prime cuts. So it's important regular handling, top of the tail, across the back, down the loin, over the shoulder, and even grabbing it just inside the, the hind leg at the bottom, just to feel if there's a small build-up of fat there. Checking the brisket of lambs is not as important or it's not the same indicators when you're doing cattle. With the best will in the world, you know, sometimes you end up with an animal which is not entirely what you expected. You know, therefore, you, you've got to deal with what you've got. You know, you, you're trying to sell an actual product and it's in a certain condition. Does that dictate where you sell it? Which market you point it at? 
definitely. As I said, the whole point, as, as Beth said, the whole point of the workshops, meet the market, is to identify your market. Abattoirs, they're looking for something between 19 and 22 kilos. If you supply your local butcher, they will always want something that's a bit heavier because they can utilise more of the joints. So I sell to a, a local butcher and he likes his lambs to kill out about 24 plus kilos. There's three main markets. There's a supermarket which we've prefer a killing out carcass a 19 to 22 kilos a butcher will quite happily take them a bit more and then there's an export market which will take clams from 12 kilos up to 18 18 and a half kilos so the whole point is to identify your market and go there but as i said fat trying to keep the fat off the, the lamb because obviously you're penalised heavily for fat or underfinished lambs. Beth, do you apply this on your own farm? So we sell all our lambs dead weight straight to the abattoir and we know that our abattoir wants a lamb between 16 to 21 and a half kilos with a 3L for fat cover. We regularly weigh the lambs and handle the lambs to make sure we're hitting specifications, which doesn't always mean we get it right. But I have to say, I have learned so much from these workshops as well. If you can, I would definitely recommend to watch your own lambs go over the line as a refresher. So you know your own lambs better than anybody else. So you will know that some of your lambs might kill out a bit heavier if they're a specific breed that you've got in them. Um, so to be able to watch your own lambs go through, you can then go back to the farm and think, oh, maybe I should start drawing them a week earlier because I know that they put on too much weight in the last week. Or it, it helps you just make those small tweaks to hit your market specifications. George, how do you make that decision between actually putting them, you know, putting through the mart as a live animal or dead weight to the abattoir? I mean, what, what are the factors you have to consider there? At the end of the day, on the workshops, we don't give a preference to abattoir lambs or market lambs because, in all honesty, abattoirs need markets and markets need abattoirs and they work well together. Though we carry out these uh, workshops normally in the abattoir, it's just to give it so that we have access to the carcasses, but we don't have any preference what a farmer is up to the individual farmer. And as Beth rightly said there, it is important that if the farmer gets an opportunity to go to the, an abattoir and see their own lambs killed, because they can relate to that lamb from birth until it leaves the farm. And that that's the sort of best thing, see your own lambs killed and identify the market. I know I'm trying to dress in a wee bit from your question, but the thing is, that's you've got to identify where you're going to get the best returns and what's the best market for your individual lambs. The problem is, by the time it's gone across the line, George, it's too late to consider selling it as a live animal. The question really was, how do you decide whether to sell it live or to sell it dead? With what's going about with the COVID-19, it's how, how best, what best suits yourself. And the thing, the fundamental thing I would say, certainly for this summer ongoing, 
where's the best place to sell it is to keep in regular contact with, if you deal with an abattoir, deal, speak regularly to the procurement staff, see what they're looking for. Always ask the question what they're looking for, when they're looking for it. If you're putting it into an abattoir, it's not necessary that you're going to get that lamb taken away this week. There might be a couple of weeks before they can fit it in. And also speaking to the, the markets, the, the auctioneer fieldsmen, to see what they're looking for. Because there's going to be a lot of lambs bought blind this year with social distancing in the markets. Oh, not blind, but maybe they won't be as handled as much if they're going through the market. They'll be bought online through the camera auction system. And, and the best thing is to build up relationships with both abattoir and market your auctioneer. So when the auctioneer is describing the stock that's being presented for sale, the buyer will know what they're buying. So it's just to identify your market. And another way is to have open communication both with the abattoir and the, the live auction markets and the auctioneers. Yes, if you present it to the, the abattoir, you get your thing where you can't do anything about it, but you can't pull your stock out of the auction market. Anyway, if, it, if you do take it to the market. And George, explain to me what dressing specification is. What is it and why does it make a difference? The unfortunate thing with lambs, lambs are not mandatory like cattle or pigs where certain dressing specifications needs to follow. MLC standard, the following parts are removed, the fleece head, fore and hind legs, the genitals and contents of the, the throat and the thoracic cavities. The following are left in kidneys, kidney fat and diaphragm. That's the MLC standard, or there's that standard with the tail removed. Now, obviously, because it's not mandatory, if a farmer looks at his remitting sheets of lambs that have gone to the abattoir, it's usually up in the top right-hand corner will be the dressing spec, either be MLC standard or MLC standard with tail removed, or company spec. Now, company spec sometimes means it's excluding the kidney knob and the, the channel fat. And uh, obviously, there's a rebate of uh, 2% or, 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 or 25 and under kilos. There'll be a rebate of 0.5 kilos, 25 and a half kilos over, there'll be a rebate of one kilo. But as I said, the market, the, the abattoirs normally use company spec because it suits their need. Now, there is a readjustment, a rebate. So let me just get this right. If there is a rebate of half a kilogram, depending on the dressing spec, on an under 25 kilogram animal, and you're putting in 50 lambs, effectively, you are losing a lamb. You're effectively losing a lamb over a, a batch. So that, that's why it's important when you are supplying abattoirs that you know what dressing spec that they have. Interesting. Now, what causes, I mean, what are the main causes of carcasses to be out of spec? The main thing that for carcasses to be out of spec is excess fat and weight. 
the weight is a paramount thing. It actually costs you to put fat on because you're penalised on fat and you're getting penalised again because the abattoir, when they penalise you on the fat, they're having to use that money to pay a, a butcher to trim the fat off to bring that back into a, a marketable product. When a lamb or any animal gets to its optimum weight or potential, the last thing it puts on is fat. So it's costing you as an individual to put fat on an animal because that animal has already reached its potential. And, and, and as I said, going forward, you have to plan going forward when you, you're going to get that animal or a lamb specifically to leave the farm. So that's why building up the relationships with the abattoir in the market and knowing when you're going to get that lamb to leave the farm. So always forward planning, because it's never going to be the case you pick up the phone, certainly for an abattoir, and say, Ben, I've got 40 lambs ready, can I put them in tomorrow? Because Ben's probably going to say, well, our books are full, and it's going to be in 10 days' time. And obviously that lamb's just going to be putting on fat. It might put on a bit more weight, but it'll start putting on fat as well if you've identified that it's ready to go now. So forward planning. So it, it's a very, very fine judgment, I'm sure. We've covered a lot of ground here, Beth, but you know the, the, the Meet the Market events Quality Meet Scotland have run so far. What's been the response from farmers attending? We've had a phenomenal response from these workshops. From 10, uh, 2018 to 2020, we trialled 10 workshops to gauge the response. And for every workshop we ran, we had a waiting list. And we've had really positive feedback from attendees as a result, we had 20 workshop planned for this year, but unfortunately these are now on hold due to COVID-19. But we always make the point that these workshops are your day, so what you put in is what you will get out. And George and his colleague Adrian Crow are so knowledgeable and welcome as many questions as possible. They always say no question is a stupid question. We are really looking forward to when we can get back out and run these workshops again, but Again, this is COVID-19 dependent. And if folk would like to be a bit more proactive about it and, you know, and find out more information now, is there a way of doing that? All my contact details are on our website. So drop me an email or we can point you towards George or again, his colleague Adrian, who are happy to answer all of, our, all of the questions that you might have. Excellent. Right, Beth Alexander from Quality Meat Scotland and George Allen from Meat and Livestock Commercial Services. Thank you both very much. It's been nice talking to you. Thank you, Mark. Can I just add one thing, Mark? Obviously, we're going into July. It's forecast to be a wet July. And it's cleanliness of stock presented both to the market and the abattoir. If, if they've got dirty bums, please trim them. Because obviously, contamination can lead to penalties as well when the skin comes off the, the lamb. George, in a long history of broadcasting, I have never once finished a podcast with the lines, make sure you trim your dirty bums, but I'm happy to do so in this case. <laughs> <laughs> right, thank you.
Thank you very much. George and Beth, thank you both very much. I'm Mark Stephen. Thanks for downloading this QMS podcast. Uh, just to repeat, if you'd like to find out more about QMS's Meet the Market workshops, then contact Beth Alexander and you will find all her contact details on the QMS website. Next week, we're going to be back with another podcast, this time concentrating on cattle. Until then, stay safe. Thank you for listening to the Quality Meat Scotland podcast. For news and to listen back to previous episodes of the podcast, visit qmscotland.co.uk. For Scotch beef, Scotch lamb and specially selected pork recipe videos and inspiration, visit www.scotchkitchen.com or follow Scotch Kitchen on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter.